At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into Live Bet Saturdays. Jonathan Von Tobel, Pamela Maldonado. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Two minutes left over at Madison Square Garden. Uh, UConn looking like they're going to cover this thing 70 to 60 right now with those two minutes left. Huskies up on top of St. John's. So we will see if the Red Storm can storm back and get inside of this number. Doesn't look likely at this point right now. Let's welcome in our next guest. Talk a little Super Bowl now as we switch back to what we are calling our football hour. David Beerman's nice enough to give us some time here today. Chief content officer over at Pro Football Network. David, we appreciate it. Uh, so let's start with this because, uh, you know, I think generally when it comes to betting props in the Super Bowl, right, you kind of want to make a game plan. And then as you make your game plan or how you think this might go, then you start to bet props accordingly. Uh, for you, what does this game plan look like? What does a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl look like for you from a side and total perspective? To me, I'm still going with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and when it comes to a game like this with this matchup, we've seen each team 20 times this year. And yes, over the course of the season, the San Francisco 49ers were the better team. That's why they had home field advantage and the Chiefs had to play a couple of road games. What we've seen in the playoffs, however, is Kansas City Chiefs are playing better. And this game isn't week six. This game isn't week nine. This is the Super Bowl. And right now, Kansas City is playing better football. I believe they have the better talent top to bottom. And they won this game a couple of years ago. Not that that matters, but they are the defending Super Bowl champ. I like Kansas City in this one. I took the points. I also took the money line. I think the way the Kansas City defense is playing in, in Spagnola and what he has done, he has shut down two in the Dolphins. He has shut down Josh Allen and Buffalo. Um, and he shut down the, the, the top offense in the league is, is the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And continuing to do that, I think they do shut down San Francisco. San Francisco will get their licks in there, and they'll, get, they'll, they'll, they'll score some points. But I like Kansas City in this one. I think that they control the ball on offense. The Niners' biggest weakness is run defense. The Chiefs can run the ball, although they're known for Mahomes and Kelsey and everything else. I think Andy Reid and the Chiefs have a ball-controlled offense, and they win this game. David, you like the Chiefs, and I saw something out of your site, Pro Football Network, that is 
in favor of the Chiefs, and it's a very good trend if you are in line with that. The Chiefs are the 11th team since 2000 to cover in the first three playoff games en route to the Super Bowl. The previous 10 teams to have done that are 10-0 against the spread in the Super Bowl. How much weight are you giving that trend? I mean, trends are, are what they are. They're trends. I do like it. I think there is something to the point of Kansas City having played three games, having covered in all three games, um, and they're the underdog here. Not only, Pamela, did they win, not only did they cover 10 of them, but so far outright winners in seven of those 10. So I like the Chiefs. I love that trend. I just You, you look at who is in better position right now, and I talked about what the Chiefs just did in winning against Miami, Buffalo, and Baltimore. But look what the 49ers have done. The 49ers had to rally epically in both games they played so far. They have not played a complete game yet in the postseason, and that worries me. Now, this game was played 10 times. It might be 6-4 San Francisco, but right now this game is being played next weekend. Kansas City is in better position, and they've been playing better because if San Francisco takes the first half off like they did in their first two playoff games, the game's going to be over at halftime because Andy Reid and the Chiefs are not going to wait around for it. And I think that that trend you mentioned and everything else that I mentioned is pointing all things towards San Francisco. David I mean, Kansas City. David Beerman with us. All right, let's get to some of these props then. Uh, first off, uh, let's go to the San Francisco side. You and I are going to be at odds here, well, only because I also think that San Francisco is the side. But Christian McCaffrey, I believe, has a big game, but you think that the rush attempts are going to go under here, huh? Yeah, I mean, he still could have a big game, but if he has a big game, he's not going to be in the rushing game. No. Yeah, he'll score one or two touchdowns like he always does. But if you look at the numbers, he has not gone over 18 and a half more than once in the last 10 weeks. He's done it five times this year, 18 and a half or more carries. Four of the five were in the first half of the season. It's only happened once in the last 10 weeks. They're, and, and the way Kansas City plays defense with Spags, they're going to blitz. They're going to put pressure. And that's going to lead to San Francisco trying to pass more. Now, McCaffrey might have 10 catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns to win the MVP for you, JVT. I don't see him getting 19 carries. So I'm going to go under on the carry. Now, 15 or so carries might lead to 100 yards and two touchdowns. So he could have a big game, but I don't see him getting 20 carries because he just doesn't anymore. They don't play him enough out of the backfield as a running back, especially against this Kansas City defense to justify taking me over 18 and a half. So I'm going to go with the under there. David, there's a prop that you like that, honestly, I have bet myself many times, but in college football and when it comes to military teams, similar to that of Air Force, no score in the first six minutes of the game. Why do you like that one? Well, just like you, Pamela, I've played this every single year. I've played this probably the last six Super Bowls, and it's won uh, five of the six times I played. It's actually won six of the last seven, and it's cashed in two of the three Mahomes Super Bowls. As I stated earlier, I think the Chiefs are going to run the ball. But I also think that if San Francisco gets the ball first, they're going to try to establish the run. These are not two explosive teams. It's not Miami. It's not Dallas. These are not teams that score heavy often on 60- and 70-yard passes. And if you look back at Super Bowl history, I mentioned six of the last seven. It's actually even more in 15 of the last 20 Chiefs games. I played this for the first time four years ago when the Chiefs played the Niners, and my theory was Chiefs don't score fast. That has not changed over the years. They don't come out and throw 80-yard passes. They try to establish the run. They throw to the tight end a lot. They have not been a team that has scored on the first possession often in the Andy Reid era. And as you know, San Francisco tries to move the ball around with the receivers in the backfield, yada, yada, yada. Also, it's the Super Bowl. Super Bowl teams come out a little bit with jitters, although Kansas City's been there before, and they just don't 
come out with 80 yard touchdowns right off the bat. And if they do score, I'm just predicting it's going to be after six minutes. You've played it. I've played it. We played a lot. I love it. The one thing I would warn is I usually play under five and a half minutes of scoreless. They moved it to six. So they're getting the books are catching on Pamela moving it to six <laughs> minutes instead of five and a half. They're no dummies. They're, they, those casinos are big for a reason out there. So they have moved it an extra 30 seconds. So does happen to fall between five and a half and six my apologies but i'm not counting those six, 30 seconds as anything extra i'm still going to play it all right david let's go to the other running back isaiah pacheco he is uh, a key piece to this offense for the kansas city chiefs you predict uh, at least from a uh, rushing perspective he's going to go over yeah i think he's going to go over 62 and a half he hit it in every playoff game so far the chiefs have made it obvious that pacheco is their guy i know they've had a litany of running backs over the years and none of them have stepped up they finally have one in Pacheco. And as I stated at the beginning, the Niners, if they have a weakness, it is run-stopping. And I think Andy Reid knows that, and he's going to try to exploit it. So I think Pacheco, while he's not a 25-carry cow bell, or bell cow, sorry, I do think he does go over 62.5, and he sits in the 70 and 75 range because they're going to keep running him and running him and running him until he's going to break a couple of them. And I do see him going over that total. JVT, at the start of the show, he was asking me, what type of props do you like to bet that aren't the typical passing, rushing, things like that? Well, I saw one on your timeline that did catch my interest. It was exact score props for the NFL and for the Super Bowl. (laughs) To me, that's kind of like throwing darts, but I saw that you do want to go ahead and do that again for this matchup. Is there actually a way to handicap that? (laughs) I will tell you that this this goes back four years, the Kansas City-San Francisco first Super Bowl uh, I did nail the exact score, 31 to 20. Do I think this game's going to be 31 20? No, I, I would project it to be a little bit under, but I'm going back to the well for uh, nostalgia reasons because it is, without a doubt, the best handicap I'd ever done in any sport, any time, was predicting a 31 to 20 final four years ago that um, luckily uh, Damian Williams broke that touchdown at the end to get me that. But I had played. Exact score, I had played Chiefs alt-line minus 10.5, and I had played the over in the team total, and all three hit because of that run. So just kind of to bring that back and to celebrate that, I'm going to go with 31-20 again. It's about 80-1, to by the way. Um, But I actually think it's going to be lower scoring, but I'm doing that because, hey, I'm already up for life in predicting scores for the Super Bowl, so why not go with the same score? David, what's um in terms of props, you know, you mentioned this one. I asked Pam also, like, what's the most fun you'll have with some of these props? Do you go cross sport? Do you go anthem? Like what's how exotic do you get? I usually like to do alt lines, alt scores, as well as um I'll do the occasional cross prop. I'm not a fan of the national anthem or halftime show stuff. I lead that to the entertainment people of the world. I like to stick it on the field. That's what I like to play. I like to analyze the teams and try to use what is available to me with alt lines and alt props to be able to take advantage of the fact that there is more out there this year than there is normally with other games. Because, yes, there are alt lines for other games, but there's not as many as you can do for the Super Bowl. So I like to play around and move stuff around a little bit. I like score bands. Uh, I like to predict that the Chiefs are going to win by 4-7 to seven, or the Niners may win by 1-3. to three. I like to play around with those because you have a script, as Pamela said, and then you stick to it. You're either going to be right or you're going to be wrong. Four years ago, I was right, and hopefully I'll be right again this time. <laughs> yep, really appreciate the time, David. And by the way, I love those score bands too, and I think it was this uh, last matchup, it was Chiefs 49ers, where if you get moves on the total, right, so like if it's like move or three or four points, sometimes you'll find those score bands right around that move. So instead of trying to set up a middle, you can just bet the middle at like three to one. 
Exactly. And there's many, many ways to play the game within the game because there's so much available. I mean, what did I do in college? I used to do the coin toss. I got lucky. It hit tails like seven straight years and I thought I was a genius. <laughs> now I've moved on to games and score bands. And, um, you know, I, one, we didn't even mention Brock Purdy. I think he goes over his passing, but I'm going to lower the number a little bit and pay a little juice just because they're going to have to pass the ball at some point. And Purdy has thrown the ball a lot in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, there's many, many ways, different ways to play the game. I'll leave the, the national anthem and whatever Usher song comes first and <laughs> what color the Gatorade is. I'll leave that to, to, to the other people. I'm going to go with what's on the field. It's got to be. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. Yeah. The first song, but uh, that, that's just my thoughts. David, we're up against it. Thank you very much. Sir. We appreciate it. We'll see you this week. Thank you, David. Absolutely. See you. See you guys later this week. Chief content officer, pro football network, David Bierman, David Bierman, PFN up on Twitter. I think it's really difficult to like remember that there's a hundred options. So I love the I idea of alt lines. I love the idea of alt lines. I have done that previously, but it's you forget because there's so many options. Not so I'm taking notes. Not everything's got to be plus EV. It's the <laughs> biggest game of the year. Come on, we're gonna be playing for this pay per view. We gotta, we gotta earn that at some point. We're gonna start paying for this game. All right, we'll come back. We're all final out in the Big East, but we got more games up on deck. We got more guests with us. Let's look at the Chiefs' perspective. Ron Kopp's gonna be with us on the other side. Analyst Arrowhead Pride. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VSID. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl 58 with code VSIN. The crown is yours. 
All right, we continue our football hour with our next guest, Ron Cop Jr. is with us, lead analyst, Arrowhead Pride. Ron, we appreciate you joining us here on VEASAN, and uh, I do have to open up with this because going through your Twitter account, it has distracted me. What am I looking at here with this letter from the Japanese embassy regarding <laughs> travel of one Taylor Swift? I mean, hey, we're the we're the world's team. I, I kind of put that in the tweet. Like, I guess that's, you know, America's team. I, I think the Chiefs are trying to take it to another level. You know, they've had the uh, success on the field. This whole Taylor Swift phenomenon, I guess, uh, <laughs> might be going international with the, with this thing, you know? So I guess that I guess Japan's on, on you know, rooting for Taylor to get uh, to Vegas and watch the Chiefs game. Yeah, the, uh, Pam, the, the <laughs> embassy released a statement, said the embassy of Japan and the United States aware of recent media reports concerning the steps Taylor Swift will need to take to travel from Tokyo to the Super Bowl in Las oh Vegas, despite the 12-hour flight, 17-hour <laughs> time difference, the embassy can confidently speak now. Is that a song, I guess? And say that if she departs Tokyo, she'll be here in time. So look at that. The she'll people want to know. That is yep. the real answer. So, of course, let's get back to the football. Um, just looking from, like, a general broad perspective here before we get into the nitty-gritty, Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs offense or the Chiefs defense, which side do you think needs to excel in order to win the Super Bowl? Well, I, you know, I will say the Chiefs defense definitely needs to shut down the talent of the 49ers offense, right? You know, the Chiefs defense has played so well this year, and a lot of it has to do with their back seven. You know, their, their coverage has just been so excellent this year. You know, they're, they're, they're uh, you know, not missing tackles in space. You know, they're not letting guys necessarily get open down the field um, as much. You know, they're really making offenses earn it. And that's the thing with the 49ers is you see they have so many weapons and, and different ways they can use them and, and kind of attack the Chiefs defense in all different ways. You know, kind of having a guy like Ayuk on the outside to challenge Jarius Sneed, but also having a guy like Debo Samuel, where, you know, he, he's a bigger body. You know, Trent McDuffie in the slot is going to have to really, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, come up and, and play physical, play strong. And he can, you know, he's a physical guy for his size. But, you know, Debo's got that that strength, that play strength that that's tough. So I think in the coverage, I think they can the 49ers have uh, the, the talent to attack the Chiefs secondary as much as they've been attacked all season, even with Kittle against a guy like Justin Reed or whoever the linebackers are covering him so yeah i think that's the real key here is the chiefs defense needs to continue to play their game continue to, to get on this hot stretch they're on because um, they're playing excellent football but you know they haven't played a, a group of talent like the san francisco can can bring to the table ron statistically uh, they would t the numbers would tell us that this is a below average run defense for kansas city what is the worry here about this run defense matching up with the uh, 49ers run attack and i would assume more than six carries by a running back unlike what happened in the afc championship game <laughs> Yeah, no, I think uh, I think Shanahan's going to be a little more disciplined in that respect than Todd Monk, and I would imagine, um, even if they, the Chiefs' offense does get out to the same kind of start and put put the pressure on the Niners, because that's the thing is is the Chiefs' defensive line is shorthanded right now. You know, defensive tackle Derek Naughty is really the center point of that run defense, and he's been missing the entire playoff run. He injured his tricep, and he isn't projected to be back for this game. And then just this past game, they lost defensive end Charles Amenehu, who has been a great pass rusher for this team but is also just a big body on that edge and, and really has played well in all facets of the game and is going to be missed, you know, kind of taking up space in that, in the, in that run game, right. Whether it's the backside of those zone runs where you need someone to just eat up gaps, right. And not let McCaffrey cut back into open space. They're going to miss that with many who not being there. And again, Derek not the starting nose tackle. So I think that is a, a point of concern for the chiefs. Uh, you know, guys like, Rookie first-round pick Felix Enrique Ozama, who hasn't really played this year, he's been a, a healthy and active for most of the season. He might have to step up in this game after kind of riding the bench for most of this playoff run. So that's going to be an interesting test for the Chiefs' defense for sure.
Ron, last question on the Chiefs defense, only because I am leaning towards the side of backing the Chiefs in this game, but I do have some concerns. And the, the concern comes from the Chiefs played two teams that were heavily decimated on to their defense. And then they played Baltimore, who, let's be honest, straight away from their game plan of typically being a run-heavy approach. So for me, it's a bit of a balancing act in terms of how do I properly assess this defense? How do you... Coming into this matchup, how do you properly assess that? What is your perspective on the Chiefs' defense considering the units that they have faced? Yeah, when it comes down to it, the reason they've had success no matter who they've played is because of defensive coordinator Steve Stagnolo just having absolutely great game plans. And the, and the players have talked about that where Tranquil had a quote this week where he hasn't felt like one time this year they had a questionable game plan. He's always felt confident going into the game. That's not always the case he's had in, in years past, he said. And that's the thing is, is no matter who they're going against, they're going to have a unique game plan. They're going to cr confuse them, right? They're going to try to, with this strong back end, you know, I talk about with the coverage, they have, they have so much trust in those guys. They're going to confuse them by disguising coverages. They're going to try to make Brock Purdy think two, three times after the snap. That's the kind of stuff that Spags can do himself. So, you know, it, the run defense, yeah, that may, you know, it may get chipped away at, chipped away at, but at, at some point you're going to have to get into those pass downs. You're going to have to get into those third and longs. And that's where Spags really comes alive, really just creates turnovers, creates sacks, creates big plays. And so that's where you still can be confident in the Chiefs defense confusing a Brock Purdy who, you know, again, he's played excellent football. I think, you know, you got to be impressed with him. But Spags really puts any quarterback he plays in a blender and Purdy is going to be up against it. Ron Kopp, again, lead analyst, Arrowhead Pride with us here on Live Bet Saturday. Ron, switching over to the offense, uh, what's the latest on Joe Tooney? Is there any worry that he actually might miss this game next weekend? Yeah, there is absolutely a worry, um, mainly because that peck, you know, it's, it's, that's, you're really functioning part of your, uh, your blocking ability, right? right? You know, you really need that strength. And, and when you're going up against the 49ers defensive line that has, you know, some talent inside and Hargrave and Kinlaw and, and, and Armstead could come inside at times, you know, they do have a, a capable backup in Nick Allegretti. You know, he's played good football. He's played with this team. He's actually the longest tenured offensive line on the team. Um, so he's, he's a veteran that, that uh, can definitely step in. So I don't think, there's too much concern on the Chiefs' side if Tooney is not able to go. It might be better to have a healthier player in there. From the betting perspective, one of the things that I love to bet, and I know a lot of wagers, uh, people like to wager as well, is the touchdown props. First touchdown, anytime touchdown, multiple touchdowns. So if you had to pick one player, who's your pick for to be first touchdown for the game or first touchdown for the Chiefs? I would say Isaiah Pacheco. I know it's probably the, the chalk pick, right? You know, I think Kelsey could also be the pick, but the chiefs have shown that they are capable of, of getting chunk plays through the air, kind of setting themselves up inside the red zone. But Mahomes has kind of been tentative on throwing to, to the end zone in the red zone. I know in the playoffs, he's kind of tuned that up a little bit, but this chiefs team does kind of try to play conservative once they get down there and, and try to punch it in more so than, than and risk an interception or kind of, a, you know, maybe a bad uh, tipped up pass or something. So I'd say Isaiah Pacheco, I think you see him kind of get that opening touchdown. If they do get down there, they'll try to uh, punch it in. All right, let's take a look at this uh, overall. Pam asked the question about evaluating this team in the last few games. So how do you evaluate Kansas City offensively when you've looked at what they've done here up to this point? And, and that really that second half kind of worried me against Baltimore when they got shut down. Are, are you, are you uh, I guess, are, you, are your feelings confirmed that they fixed the issues offensively here that we have seen plague them throughout this entire season, Ron? Well, what they've done is they've really simplified the offense in general, right? They've really tightened up the, the screws in terms of who's getting the ball, who are we relying on in certain situations. 
you know, they're not going to be throwing, you know, volume targets to a guy like Justin Watson or, or, uh, or Richie James. You know, there was a time this year they th- had 11 targets to Justin Watson in a game. You know, that just can't happen. He's a, he's a complimentary. He's a, he's a guy that should only see three or four passes a game. That's same to MBS, you know, that's same to, you know, a, a lot of these auxiliary players, what you saw in this pl- postseason run is, all right, we're going to hand the ball to Isaiah Pacheco, 90% of our handoffs. You know, we're going to throw the ball to Kelsey or Rice on 90% or, or maybe around that, you know, in terms of their targets, right? They really narrowed down who was getting the ball. And it really worked out because what that does is it sets up those big plays like you saw in that third and nine last week to MBS where, you know, that deep safety, he is just staring down Rice and Kelsey. He is not even considering MBS running past him for a deep pass. He is just banking on Mahomes wanting to go to one of those two players in that situation, and so when they can when they can kind of execute those plays, it sets up the the, the you know the auxiliary players to really have those one or two big plays, and that's what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to be relied on for more than that. MBS is supposed to only get one or two big plays a game, uh, you know, if that right. And so I think really simplifying it has really fixed the offense, and I do think that's why you're seeing Mahomes play more confidently. And that's why you're seeing the offense just work better because I think you're just seeing it's simple and it's letting Mahomes just be him and it's letting the run game, the offensive line too, as well, I should say, um, really do their thing and, and kind of fire out and, and, and own the line of scrimmage as well. Ron, this is a yes or a no. Brock Purdy, does he throw an interception? Yes, I say yes. Plus bags, <laughs> bags baits him into one, right? I, I, think, I think the sky's in coverage. I think he mixes safeties around so much. I think Brock Purdy, at one point, pressure is going to get to him a little bit, floats it up there. This Chiefs defensive backfield is hungry for a pick, so I, I would say yes. All right, Ron, we appreciate a couple minutes today, man. Thank you very much. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Ron. All right, thank you, guys. Yep, you got it, Ron. Again, lead analyst over at Arrowhead Pride, part of our uh, deep breakdowns here. Well, that was the Kansas City Chiefs perspective of things. Let's get the San Francisco 49ers perspective of things. Leo Luna is going to be with us, 49ers reporter for Bay Area Sports Digest. We'll talk about this from the 49ers perspective and get the answer to the question. Is Kyle Juszczyk going to have a catch in this game or what? <laughs> Let's talk about it when we come back. Check out the new website, vcin.com. Looks absolutely fantastic. The navigation is better. The pages load quicker. And in this mobile first world, it is set up for your mobile app, or excuse me, your mobile phone. Um, absolutely brilliant. I think I sounded old there, your mobile phone. You can look at it on your cell phone, all right? It's awesome. Check it out. It's absolutely beautiful. The functionality is better. And the educational content looks tremendous. There's more of it. And there's write-ups for every single sport. Check it out right now, vcin.com. V-S-I-N.com. Everything you love about the Vegas Stats and Information Network, just prettier. How about that? All right, keep a track of college basketball. we got a three-point game. TCU up on top of Texas. 9.08 left to go in the first half. And we're really keeping an eye on Memphis uh, on the bubble and uh, fighting for a tournament bid. Down right now at home, 48-37 to to Wichita State. Largest lead of the day for the Shockers. 9.54 left to go in the second half. We'll see if uh, Wichita State can pull off the upset 1-7 in American play. Not the greatest look for Memphis, who's fighting for their tournament lives. All right. Let's continue our conversation about the Super Bowl. Leo Luna is with us, 49ers reporter for the Barrier Sports Digest. Leo, we appreciate the time. So I wanted to start with uh, the 49ers defense. Now, throughout this run that we've seen now, these last two games, 
we've kind of seen a different version of this 49ers defense. We saw the Lions have some success against them in that first half of the NFC Championship game. We saw Jordan Love of the Packers get some pretty big chunk plays. Uh, what's been going on with San Francisco on the back end here, and why does it seem that the big plays are happening a little bit more frequently with a team that we're not used to seeing that from? Yeah, I think uh, a big miss that people are starting to recognize now but aren't re- really put their f- finger on it is Talanoa Hufunga. Um, with with the miss of Talanoa Hufunga, he's a guy in the back end. He, he's able to basically – he's kind of like a Troy Polamalu with the defense to where he's able to predict what the offense is doing. Um, he, he's someone from the back end that could relay to the edge uh, players whether a wide receiver is going to go ahead and give you a crack block in which – the Packers and Lions have done tremendously creating the edge against the 49ers. And yeah, you're looking at those two games where the 49ers gave up a whole, over a hundred yards rushing. Um, but I think what stands out to me is they were able to weather that storm and still win both of those games. Um, and no matter what the Lions were doing in the first half, in the second half, the 49ers limited them and created a turnover um, as well on the, you know, the up and coming Sarge Mir Gibbs. So um, I think they're coming around. The big word this week was effort, effort, effort. Obviously, we saw the, the viral play with Chase Young on the back end, just kind of like walking through, going through the motions there uh, on Jameer Gibbs' touchdown that made it 21 to 10. So I, I think previous years, you had Salah all gas, no breaks. You had D'Amico Ryans with his swarm where everybody is attacking the football. Um, you haven't really seen it this year with Wilkes as far as that goes with the messaging. But one game left in the season, I, I, I think you're going to see a, a different effort in terms of the run defense. Leo, in terms of the run defense, then, it's not just the run defense. It's also the pass rush. Nick Bosa is the only 49er to record a sack during this year's playoffs. What's, with, uh, what's up with the dip in the pass rush production? Um, a lot of it has to go with opportunity. Um you know, these quarterbacks that they're facing, whether it was the Packers or the Lions, they're getting the ball out quick um, and they're attacking underneath. Uh, so while the pass rush hasn't essentially got there, uh, they were able to create pressure enough to put Jared Goff off his spots, whether it was trying to hit Jameer Gibbs in the end zone on, on a third down play that, that Jared Goff missed or um, on a fourth down uh, to to Amon Ra St. Brown, Jared Goff got off his spot and missed uh, Amon Ra short. So while the sacks are not there in the stat sheet, they are creating enough pressure to affect the plays. And I think that stood out mostly with the Lions game. I, I actually was someone myself that said, if they're going to beat the Lions, they have to get Jared Goff off his spot or else he's a, the type of quarterback. If you don't put pressure on him, he's just going to sit there and, you know, pile up the stat sheet, but they were able to create enough pressure. Now, Nick Bosa was the only one to get recorded a sack, but it, it helped them out tremendously. So, Leo, you know, we were talking about somewhat of the, the negatives with the San Francisco defense. It's still a very good defense. In what area of the field defensively do you think the San Francisco 49ers have the edge against the Kansas City Chiefs offense? Uh, it's crazy to say because it's Patrick Mahomes on the other end. Um, but it's going to be their pass defense. Yeah. If you look at the, the Kansas City Chiefs, they have one guy at wide receiver and Rasheed Rice who can do damage. The other guys, it's like, are they going to drop the ball? Or are they going to catch the ball? We don't know until game time. Um, and then you got Travis Kelsey, who's first ballot Hall of Famer, but middle of the field is managed by Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Uh, so I think that is a huge favor for the 49ers is the Chiefs pass game. And, 
you know, Mahomes is Mahomes, but it's not like they have been sexy in the past game this year. They've had way more games um, under 24 points in Mahomes' career. So um, I, I think that's where it's going to match up well for the 49ers defense is the pass game. If they can make them one-dimensional, this is going to be a straight defensive shootout. Well, the team that is not one-dimensional is, of course, the 49ers. They have so many weapons at their disposal. Players not named Christian McCaffrey, who is a legitimate MVP candidate. Who's the offensive player that can do damage in the Super Bowl? I think it's going to go Debo Samuel. He He's the tone setter. That's when you saw the offense starting to go last week versus the Lions. Once Debo got his you know, hands on the ball in the second half, that offense really took off from there. Um, just because he's the type of guy where you could give him a tunnel screen or a slant, he'll take it to the house. Uh, you can give him a jet sweep and he'll take it to the house. It's just straight Swiss army knife that you love that any team would love to have. Um, so Debo Samuel is someone that can do damage. We've seen him before in the Super Bowl versus Kansas city, where he was doing damage on those, uh, jet sweeps or little pitch passes, uh, from behind the line of scrimmage, taking them for 20 plus yards. Uh, and then, he didn't get any of those for whatever reason in the second half uh, when the 49ers offense stalled out. But um, I think that's, that's my X factor for me. It's, it's going to be Debo Samuel uh, when, when you're looking at it from that way. So I, I've brought up a lot, Leo, that you know Kansas City defensively, if you look at some of the metrics, pretty poor against the run below average. I would expect that this is a big game for Christian McCaffrey, like the attempts, the rushing yards. I think the opportunity is going to be there. Is this a game where we see a, a heavy workload on the ground for Christian McCaffrey potentially? Absolutely. Um, but if we're looking at what Kansas City has done defensively, they're going to try to take away your best asset. So they're going to do as much possible to stack the box. Uh, they are a blitz-heavy defense, so they're going to do everything in their power to try to take Christian McCaffrey out of the game. Whether that happens or not, you know, that's here to be said. But um, Christian McCaffrey, I, I think I saw his over-under was about like 90 rush yards. Yep. I would be kind of timid on betting on that uh, just because of what Kansas City is going to throw at you inside the box. Um, so I think it's going to be, like I said, it's going to have to be a Debo Samuel game. You can't just depend on Christian McCaffrey. You got the Avengers for a reason. Might as well use them. I got the Chiefs answer. Now I need the 49ers answer, and I love to do touchdown props. If you had to pick one player for the 49ers side, who would you bet for first touchdown? Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, uh, I, I haven't done it myself being here in California, but uh, if I was in Las Vegas or Arizona, he's someone I would have betting on every week for any time touchdown. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is, you know, you get inside the 10, the chances of him scoring a touchdown increases tremendously. Uh, so it's going to have to be, like I said, Christian McCaffrey, because he could also give you a wheel route that Brock Purdy has shown a few times this season he could hit him on. Leo, I think a lot of people are making the argument for San Francisco. There's a lot of guys who could win MVP, right? Because they got a lot of position, uh, skill position talent. Who could win MVP for this team, given that there's so much talent at every single position offensively? It's quarterback lead. It's, <laughs> it, if they win this Thank game, you. it's going to come down to Brock Purdy. I don't think Brock Purdy can have a Jimmy Garoppolo type of game when they had the 2019 NFC Championship versus the Green Bay Packers and Garoppolo attempted only eight passes. Brock Purdy is going to need to attempt around 25 or so uh, if they're going to win this game. So in a quarterback league, Brock Purdy is definitely going to get a touchdown here in this game. Uh, if they win, it's going to come down to Brock Purdy. So at that point, he's going to be the MVP.
All right, Leo, we got a minute left. You got to answer the important question. It's been burning at us all show long. Will Kyle Juszczyk <laughs> have a catch in this game? It's one of the more bet props out there. Over a half reception up to minus 165. Ooh, the way these playoffs have been looking, I'm going to say yes. Kyle Juszczyk is going to have uh, a reception this game. He had two huge ones last week. And I think because of that, Kyle Shanahan's going to find a way to continue to use Kyle Juszczyk. Um, there's like he had the funny part is he had no receptions uh, going up to that mm-hmm. game because yeah he was blank no targets versus Green Bay and then he gets three targets two receptions 33 yards versus the Lions so um, I, I think there's a great chance that Uzcheck will have a reception this game remember last Super Bowl against the Chiefs he actually <laughs> had a touchdown reception so um, you know I think Kyle Shanahan's going to find a way to get the ball in Ushek's hands at least one time. I like that bet, man. I'm going to be out there in Vegas this week, so I may have to do it. All right, cool. We'll hopefully see you at Radio Row or any of the media availability. Uh, Leo Luna, 49ers reporter, Bay Area Sports Digest. Leo, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate Thank you, it. Leo. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. All right, we'll take our break. We'll come back. We update what's going on. Do we have an upset on our hands? Wichita State, a 10-point underdog on the road, up 13. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go, folks. Get an annual subscription here at VSIN. You can have it for 10% off. Just $199 gets everything we do for the next calendar year. Daily best bets, betting splits, big game betting guide, and more. All you got to do is check out the promo or use the promo code LIVE, L-I-V-E, of vcin.com slash subscribe. And remember, if you've never been on the website before, you get a free preview of what you're going to get. So make sure you check that out, vsin.com. Sign up on the new, beautiful, brand-new website 
promo code live l-i-v-e vcin.com slash subscribe yeah it looks like we might have a pretty big upset on our hands here pan wichita state up 58 49 427 left to go in the second i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that wichita state's gonna cover as a 10 point underdog um, but uh Winning outright, it's another matter as a big three goes down for Memphis. They trail by only six with four minutes and 16 seconds left to go. So we'll keep our eye on this as we are near the end game there. But let's welcome in our next guest and talk a little bit more about everything we're going to see. Hoops, football, everything. Let's do it. Uh, Stuart Durst, host of the Passive Prop podcast uh, with us here. Oh, we don't have yet? No? All right, cool. All right, never mind. I lied. Well, I one, lied. Go well, ahead. that's fine, because one thing that I actually ended up noticing from the two guests that we had between Leo and Ron was when I asked who would you pick for a first touchdown, both of them, for the Chiefs and the 49ers side, said they're running back in Isaiah Pacheco or Christian McCaffrey. So maybe put a little bit on both for first touchdown, or maybe there's a prop option I haven't checked. Um, a running back score, a running score, rushing score, instead of a passing score. Parlay anytime touchdowns? You can, can you parlay any time touchdowns? I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Okay, but parlay Pacheco and Christian McCaffrey, that could be, that should be able to be like a good boost because Christian McCaffrey for any time is going to be ridiculous, like minus 200 or something. But him for to be first, that should still be maybe even money. Mm, so if you wanted see. to parlay. But that would be the observation is that they both said they're running back. So look for a rushing touchdown as opposed to passing for first score. Either Pacheco or Christian McCaffrey for first, sprinkle both, or either to be their first on their team, on the selective team. So Pacheco for the Chiefs and then Christian McCaffrey for the 49ers. I like touchdown props. So this is okay. probably where I'm going to be looking at my focus. Okay. All right. We're good. Got him? All right, let's, uh, let's welcome in our next guest, uh, who was nice enough to give us some time here today. Stuart Durst, again, host of the Past the Prop podcast. Uh, Stuart, we appreciate it. So uh, we're having a football hour, so let's start with some football first before we get to the NBA tonight. Um, but we're talking props throughout this entire show, and we have a prop special coming up later on the network here. So let's start from your perspective. Give us one of the props that you like here. I know both of them involve receptions, but let's go with the 49ers perspective and what you're looking at here for receptions. Yeah, I'm going to start us off with an under right here. One of my favorite looks of the week is Juwan Jennings, going to be the third wide receiver under one and a half receptions. When we look at Jennings, I love the guy. I'm a huge fan of the 49ers culture, the role players they got going. And if you're not familiar, he's one of the best blocking wide receivers, if not the best in the NFL, right? Very underrated you know, aspect of his game. In terms of pass catching, in real in reality, he had the best matchup possible last week against the Lions, right? A fantastic outside wide receiver core that he could take advantage of, right? But it was one of the few games where we really didn't see much, right? We saw one catch for eight yards. And before that, we heard Debo Samuel is back. He's good to go. He's not on any kind of restriction. So we have a healthy Kittle. We have healthy Debo, CMC. There's a lot of targets to go around in this one. And when you look at the wide receiver, the cornerback number three for the Chiefs so far, right? We know Snead is fantastic. We know McDuffie is fantastic, right? But when you look at the cornerback number threes, they've only allowed Joshua Williams so far in coverage has only allowed three catches via PFF to wide receiver threes throughout the whole playoff so far. So they're doing a fantastic job of kind of taking out those tertiary pieces and slowing them down. I understand betting unders in the Super Bowl is never sexy, but I think Juwan Jennings under one and a half receptions is a really good look for a guy that's going to be involved run blocking. He's going to be in it, but he's not going to be a huge target machine in this matchup. Durst, if we're sticking to receptions, then you did also post Travis Kelsey over six and a half receptions. What is your strategy involved for picking receptions over receiving yards? 
Yeah, it, for me, it's all about scheme. The Chiefs play more cover two than almost any team in football. They've been a cover two heavy coverage team all year long, which means their safety sit back and they try to limit or sorry, I'm sorry, I meant the 49ers. I apologize. The 49ers have been fantastic at eliminating explosive plays. So when you look at it, a guy like Sam Laporta last week just dominated, despite the fact that the guy's on like three horse tranquilizers, bum knee, still nine catches over the middle, 13 targets. He dominated that over the middle part of the field because the 49ers try so hard to limit these explosive plays that they're naturally going to allow those dump downs in the short and intermediate part of the field. So while I know Kelsey is dominant he's very capable of the yak this whole 49ers defense is built on taking that away from you and keeping everything in front of you so because of that i think it's going to be a lot of short checkdowns a lot of five six yards let's take the open guy and keep the line moving because this this is a tough defense right you got to take what you got in front of you and i think kelsey's going to have a lot of those short receptions to get the job done Stuart, let's uh before we move on to the nba big picture here with the super bowl what do you like yeah, I like the Chiefs in this one. I think there's been enough time in history that's proven when Patrick Mahomes is an underdog. It's not wise to go against him. And I understand, I don't want to you know, oversimplify this game, but when you look at the 49ers defense, this is not the unit it once was, right? Over these last couple seasons, we've seen sustained dominance, right? But that secondary isn't really been as strong over these last, you know, second half of the season. And the run defense is something that was a top five unit last year and is now a top 15 unit. I think at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes against Brock Purdy, it's it's not super hard for me to side with the star power. And one really small nugget in this game, special teams. When it comes down to it, game on the line, if we all think it's going to be as close as the sports books do, you have two kickers, right? Rookie Jake Moody or Harrison Butker. Who do you want deciding the game for you? I know it's easier to, you know, point to Mahomes or a guy like that. But I think the special teams is kind of a sneaky, underrated um, aspect that the Chiefs have going for them. How about looking at um, the NBA? You have Kamingo over 21 and a half points. Uh, what's your reasoning behind that well, one? Give them the stat, too. I mean, Stuart, I'm sure you're a, you're a professional handicapper. You know this <laughs> post haircut Jonathan Kaminga has been insane. We did talk about that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 22 points per game post haircut, 14 before the haircut. Of course, I'm familiar with gambling Twitter. We love the narratives, <laughs> all that fun stuff. For me, this is the ultimate matchup for a pair of young wings to go at it, right? When you look at the NBA tonight, 243 total. We have two extremely high-paced teams, and neither one of them can protect the paint. We're on the second leg of a double-double, which traditionally is me and the Warriors have rested guys. We don't know if Clay's going to play full minutes. Draymond has obviously been playing kind of suspect minutes all year long and then curry right it's kind of a youth movement on the other side right we got a podzimski we got a kaminga these are the guys that have really been lighting the world on fire and when you look in more in particularly right where are the hawks the weakest third most points in the paint allowed over the last 20 games kaminga has been incredibly efficient they just don't have anyone to match that athleticism strength combo i think it's going to be a fun high-paced game a lot of offense on both sides and with maybe some of the veterans resting a little bit i think we see see the young guys like Kaminga and Podzimski really step up. And well, speaking of uh, fun, high scoring, back and forth, you, know, you might get that too in a couple of these other matchups. But Atlanta on the other end uh, is a pretty good kid. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Overall, 244 and a half does seem big. And what do you expect from Jalen Johnson? 
Yeah, I mean, the total's fair to me. Like I said, I don't trust either of these two teams to be able to de defend the paint very well. So even if the three-point shooting isn't where we expect it to be, we could see some dominance with the offensive rebounding. There's not too much, you know, paint presence for either of these sides. So I do like the over. And yeah, like you said, Jalen Johnson, another young forward, athletic. He dominates in transition. And that's really what I'm looking for right here. This is a guy that's going to pick the pace up. He's kind of a secondary ball handler outside of the Trey Young, who's the master distributor on this team. He's the guy that takes advantage of his reps. I would say he should be in conversation for most improved player. He's a guy that can rebound. He's going to be fast. And for me, when I look at the other side, I love Kaminga. I love him on offense. Same with Wiggins. But I don't think they really have anybody that's going to be able to slow him down. I see a lot of pace, a lot of transition. And I think that's especially where these young guys are going to shine. Stuart, we appreciate some time. You have something else? All right. Hey, before we get you out of here, anything else later on the NBA card intrigue you? Maybe something that was uh, on the verge of making the card but ultimately didn't? Yeah, for me, I think Anthony Davis over 11 and a half rebounds sure. is a really tempting one. I mean, Hardenstein over there, I've got respect for him, but this isn't the same Knicks with Julius Randle and Mitch Robinson that are going to bully you. They're going to dominate you in the paint. That's not going to happen in this game. Hardenstein, he's a good role player, but he doesn't have that physical presence down there. AD had the day off. We're coming in well rested. I think this is a very important game. The Lakers know they need to turn their season around very desperately. I think we see the full third. 35 minute workload for AD and you're only asking for 12 rebounds in a matchup with a guy that I think he can physically dominate the whole game. Personally, I think that's a great spot for AD to really dominate, especially who doesn't love a big high pressure Lakers versus Knicks matchup. That's kind of the ultimate environment to get one of those 15 rebound games. Absolutely. Stuart, it was awesome. Thank you very much again. The pass and uh, the pass the prop podcast where you can find it at monotone football up on Twitter. Stuart, again, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, guys. How about this, Pam? A one-time 55-43 lead for Wichita State is now only 62-58 with just over a minute left. We got a wild one out in Memphis. We'll keep track of that and more as we head into our final hour. Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.